that this is a double winner per se uh, meeting. I was just speaking with Cam uh, before the meeting about sometimes going into spaces where people are very rigid about what words are used in a meeting. If I'm in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm asked not to say I'm an addict, uh, to go to those meetings. And if I'm in a meeting of addicts, they say, hey, don't say those words about being sober, say clean. So I sometimes play them up uh, depending on where I'm at to know that I don't wanna offend anyone. Uh, I wanna follow whatever rules or guidelines they have, even though I'm not a person that like rules and guidelines. Um, just to kind of let you know a little bit about me and, and my background, uh, I am from a family of seven. My mom gave birth to 10. Both my parents are deceased. And I would tell you uh, to work the ACA program, I don't think I could have done it if my parents were still alive because I felt such an allegiance to my family and coming into a group such as this, not knowing anyone, uh, not seeing anyone that even looks like me, it would almost come across to me that I am somehow being deceitful to my family or we were taught, you know, what happens in the house stays in the house. Um, I feel like from a very young age, I was in some type of recovery because I always stayed under the radar. Uh, my dad was really my qualifier. Uh, there was a lot of chaos, commotion in the home, a lot of fighting. Uh, I didn't realize it at the time. Uh, what my parents did is they sheltered us uh, and they sheltered us because, and, and they never said this, but I've just gathered this over time because they would not talk a lot about what was happening in the world or to them or, or um, and so they, they sheltered us um, and, and I see today a lot of it was they tried to shelter us from racism. And as I got older and got in um, corporate America, I, it was my first time ever experiencing what racism was. I grew up in a, in a neighborhood where there were whites and blacks and Hispanics, and I got along with everybody. Everybody got along with each other. It was what I truly called uh, people helping one another. There, you know, my parents, even though I don't consider us even middle class at the time of coming up, but if you came to our parents' house, there was always food on the table. You were always welcome to the food. And uh, every adult, any adult, uh, was responsible to say, you're out of order and they could chastise you. Uh, my parents were very religious and I won't, you know, they, they, they were Christian in a sense that they required us to go to church, but I was getting mixed messages because, you know, we went to church probably five times a week and yet there was drinking and chaos and, you know, it was like that you just kind of shove under the rug and then you get back up and you go to church. So it was always mixed messages of, you know, living uh, the teachings of Jesus or whatever, but yet 
looking at how chaotic it was. So when I talk about, I feel like I grew up in a household where I was in recovery because as I aged, I would, I would go into, uh, I would pick up any book that said anything about self-help or how to love yourself, how to, you know, it was always trying to find a way to change how I felt. Uh, I got pregnant at 16, got married, became a high school dropout. Um, my parents had said, hey, you don't have to get married, but if you want to get married, we're going to support you in it, which to me, it was like, get out of this household with seven other people because three kids died at birth. I thought, I'm going for the marriage. That's what I did. And it turned out to be a relationship that, that really mirrored one I grew up in, even though my husband at the time was an only child and his parents on the other end were just the opposite of my parents because they enabled him in a lot of ways. Um, I had no idea. I, I mean, I was really naive in so many ways and that husband introduced me to drugs and made long story short, one thing led to another, uh, Next thing I knew, I was a heroin addict. Uh, time went on, the marriage lasted for 14 years, off and on. And the next thing I knew, I was pushed out. Uh, my husband and I would separate, get back together, separate, get back together. I was living with a dope dealer in a basement. Next thing I know, I'm pushed out at an ER and they call my parents and say, you know, we're gonna put on her death certificate, suicide. Anybody that has as many drugs in their system as she did, wanted to die. And my dad begged the doctor to help me. And they did. That wasn't my last time using. Um, it happened again. And I got to the place where I thought, well, maybe I just shouldn't use hard drugs. But I never gave up alcohol because it was it was legal. And I thought, well, marijuana, I mean, God, they, you know, it's part of the earth. So that, that should be acceptable. And so I continued to do that until... I just, you know, I always took exercise important. I always, again, you know, try to find things to change myself. I'm walking one day with the lady and she said, you know, every time you share with me about just things that just don't seem right, alcohol is usually involved. She says, I'm gonna uh, give you this piece of paper and, and, and she knew about Alcoholics Anonymous. I had never heard of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I get home, I call the number, but that particular meeting only met on a Monday. And this was a Tuesday. I remember it specifically. And I thought, I'm going to get in the phone book, look this up. And I found my home group here in Kansas City. Um, Unity on the Plaza, I got there and people I went to the meeting that day and I walked up and people were on the sidewalk just laughing and they just seemed like they were having a good time. And I go upstairs and they say, All right, is this the first, anyone's first meeting? I raise my hand and they take me into a separate room and share their experience, strength and hope with me. And I thought, these people are nuts. I'm never coming back here again. And I got out of there and, and this is only in hindsight that I know my higher power kept sending me back up those steps. And I, I kept going and I took my last drink and drug on October 2nd, 2002. Uh, I celebrated 
my 18th year and it was right around the time that the pandemic was was happening and things were locking down to make a long story short i get introduced to what they call bipoc it was black indigenous people of color and um to go back a little bit you know i was a high school dropout i had gotten back into school and i don't say this to brag or any of that but i want people to know that if I can do it, anybody can do it. So here was this high school dropout, I back to school, and I'm still trying to change how I feel. You know, it took me 10 years to get, or eight years to get like a two year degree. I ended up going back at night and uh, I, I get divorced, I get out of that marriage, I get a job. Uh, I, I was unemployable, but somehow I landed a job and, and I, worked the job, went back to school, uh, finished that two-year degree in eight years and ended up getting um, the ability to go back to school again. And I get a four-year degree. I get this job and I say, oh man, this is a perfect job. And I get in there and I go in with the attitude, this place is out of order. I'm going to get it in order, you know? And I find out, I get fired, you know, I'm fired. And I thought, well, what should I do now? And I end up wanting to know more about this Christian God I was introduced to. So I get in seminary and go to master, you know, to do a, a master's class in theology. I graduate. I, I still trying to change how I feel. I go to seminary. I end up getting ordained. Um, make a long story short, I learned about BIPOC. I, I learned at that time that I just didn't have a problem with alcohol. I had a problem with drugs as well. And so I started attending Narcotics Anonymous. And then I get in there and somebody else introduced me to this adult children of alcoholics. And I tell you, this book has been my saving grace. I'm working the big yellow book with a group of fellow travelers. It's been a shit show because we've got our own stuff we're dealing with and we're working through these steps and it's crazy and chaotic but i keep showing up the word that i i want to really focus on is the willingness i have the willingness today and i had it from the time i came in that i wanted to get better i don't want to just be sober i want to strive in all of my my life everything that i have to deal with i remarried I live with someone that drinks. Um, I know for me, I, I, the, it's the first drink. I can never take a drink. If I drink, none of these other programs, none of this other stuff I'm doing, would I be able to do? So I got to the point after 20 years, when the third step said that, you know, step one, I, I, I admit I'm powerless. I'm not only powerless over alcohol and drugs, I'm powerless over people, places, things, my past, my future. And step two, anytime I try to control any of that, I go nuts. And step three, I become willing to turn my will in my life over to the care of God of my understanding. So after all this time, I, I was still utilizing my parents' God. And so they said, hey, you come up with your own God. 
you know, and I've done all the studying and I, and I was like, you know, I went from a point of believing to becoming somewhat of an atheist. And then I got to the point that Linda, when you do believe your life is so much better, you know, what if you can't prove it when you believe your life is so much better? Why not just do that? And so I know my time is wrapping up, but I have now come to a place that this book is telling me, you got to become your own loving parent. And I thought, how in the heck do I do that? You know, again, this allegiance to my parents, it's like, how can I do that? It said, well, your parents, your parents brought you into the world, but it's your higher power that is your actual God. And so all of the time, I never knew anything about my ancestors. I told you my parents didn't talk about stuff. You would ask them questions. Nobody wanted to tell you anything. They're dead. I, I get on ancestor. I, I start researching. I start seeing, you know, my dad would talk and I had a little napkin and I'm writing all this stuff down, trying to figure out stuff. So I had some kind of clue of names. And I started researching these people that I didn't know. I'm putting them all in order and, and memorizing them, trying to imagine what they look like, what they feel like. And every day in the morning, I get up, I get in a, in a position of my yoga mat, and I call out these people's names. And I said, oh my God, I can't let them be my higher power because you know they had a lot to do with my parents and they were the ones that caused me a lot of trouble. But they said, hey, no, you're gonna do a blameless inventory. And so I'm, I'm, I'm gradually, I'm gradually being able to accept these people as in mornings I can say, can you guide and direct me? Something has been guiding and directing me. There's no way you can tell me that I am pronounced dead, that my death certificate is going to say suicide, and that something wasn't working in my life. And so each day, in the morning, in the night, Throughout the day, you know, I'm praying, I'm, I'm visualizing these ancestors of mine. I'm trying to cultivate this relationship of a loving higher power. And I, I know for, I, I really feel that if it wasn't for them, I would not be here. And so that's what I'm trying to do is cultivate this loving relationship, becoming my own higher power, my own loving parent and last night and I'll end with this I got nine seconds I went to page 305 of this of the big red book and I wrote hello little Linda and I'm wrapping it up I'm gonna wrap it up with this hello little Linda and we had a conversation last night and that is where I'm at I'm at this point of trying to find my little children plural so I can move forward. It's a, it's a, a, give myself some grace. If you're new here, give yourself some grace. Know that if I can do it, you can do it. Thank you all for inviting me here. I hope I've shared something to help someone. I pass.